0: All right, I think we're going to ahead and get started so that we can be sure to get out of here on time for that last session together with everybody. How are you guys doing? How's, how's the weekend been so far? How many of you feel like my brain is so full I can't take anymore? Anybody? Oh, how many of you feel like, bring it? Got I'm ready, whatever's coming. So are like, I'm somewhere in between. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I got it, cool. Uh, we're super glad that you guys are here. We introduced ourselves last night. This is my friend Jessica Mitchell. My name is Michelle Unwin. Um, we also go by J. Mitch and niche, um, so it's just who we are, it's a part of who we are, so what we answer pretty much whatever. anything or whatever, but we're super glad that you guys are here. Uh, Jess is in the position right now, she's serving as college pastor, and it's awesome to have her on the team doing that. I am the middle school pastor and have been here for nine years, and so if you have ever had a kid in middle school or high school or in college, thanks for letting us partner with you. Um, and get to do ministry and discipling and being a part of discipling your students. That's just an honor and a privilege for us. It's really, really fun. Um, but it's fun to get to be played grown up. It's more for me, I guess, than you. Because you get a little more grown up than I do. But really cool. I want to start some of the story. I have been here, I said this, nine years. And came specifically to be one of the middle school pastors here. And it's been a great experience. This church is so affirming of empowering women to live out the gifts and the talents that they have. And trusting that God has called them into position and for different roles and things. And so it's just been a great, great place to grow and understand what leadership means. I'll be honest, I came from Atlanta, Georgia, where let's just say they're very traditional women roles (laughs) in lots of different settings. Uh, And so even in leaving there to come here, there was a lot of people who just heard I was going to be working with middle schoolers, um, where I couldn't even completely say, I'm going to be a middle school pastor. That would have created a lot of strife or a lot of frustration or a lot of conversations. It was like, I just don't want to go there. <laughs> and it was just easier to say, oh, I'm working with middle schoolers, it's fine, uh, and go from there. But in coming here, it was a place where obviously I had leadership support, and it was great, and they believed in my calling and in my giftings. Um, I had the position of pastor, that title and that role. Um, but I also came in, I got to work with a guy, some of you may know, Josh Mann. who used to be on staff here, a uh, great guy. Love him and his family, they're great people. Um, But can I just be honest and say, for that first year and a half, I came in pretty intimidated. (laughs) Uh, I was very much like, uh, you hear Josh Mann speak, and you're just kind of like, right? He's just so good. And I was like, I don't ever have to say anything, because he's so eloquent, and he's so good, and he puts words together, and so I'll just support him in his ministry and what he's doing. Or he's very visionary, like that's his thing, and I'd be like, that's a great idea. What can we do to make that happen? Right? Because it was just like, okay, I want to help him support you and what you're doing. And it, I would still have these ideas and these thoughts. And it wasn't that he wasn't open to hearing them. Like he was always asking me, well, What do you think? Or what do you want to do? Whatever. Like, always supporting me in that. But I would constantly default to, I'll let him do it. And there was this big learning curve, even though I had position, even though I had title, even though I had support, that I had to continually and inst- dude still Continue to need to deal with my own insecurities or things that were patterns or things that were spoken to me or whatever to say, how do I get beyond that to live as an empowered person of ministry? To live as a powered person of leadership. Because leadership just isn't in ministry, right? We're all in different places where we get to lead. And we're talking about that kind of where those different places are. And so we don't know as you come in here this morning, kind of where you're at. We don't know if you're coming in like, I'm a leader and Doggone it, they're not listening to me. <laughs> and It needs to be different. We don't know if you're coming in going, I feel like I'm supposed to leave, but I don't really know what that looks like. And I think I could, but I'm not sure. You could be coming in going, I'm just really scared. <laughs> this whole idea, like I know God's telling me that I need to step up in some things, and that just really makes me nervous. And it could be anywhere in between. And so we wanted to start off this morning just giving us all a moment to just kind of just be quiet. There's been places where we've come in here and said, let's leave all that other stuff aside so that God can speak. And this is a room where I wanted to say no, Whatever that frame of mind is, that voice that's speaking to you about this area of leadership, will you just kind of bring that and hold it in your hand, but hold it open? And will you take a moment right now on your own just to say, God, with that (laughs) frame of mind that I'm in, will you meet me here this morning? Will you redeem this? Will you explain this? Will you empower me? Whatever that is. So take a moment just enough yourself to do that with him, and then I'll close this up in just a moment. Lord, you have uniquely wired and formed each and every one of us. <laughs> you've placed different things into each of us. You've had us experience different things. And, and Lord, for some reason, you have brought us into this room, whether it was a nudge, whether it was, ah, let's try it, whether it's confidence in knowing that you've called us. Lord, will you help us with these things that are in our hands that we hold open <laughs> for you? Will you meet us this morning? To empower, to encourage, to redeem, to heal, to propel us into the leadership that you're calling us into. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here just to work in and through each and every one of us this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Um, so as Mish mentioned, I work in the college ministry. And one thing that we kind of say is our foundation. You know how when you get in groups of people together, you're like, come on in. I want to make you comfortable, like feel at home. Um, that's not our goal, actually. <laughs> um, We wanna make you a little bit uncomfortable um, because the thing with being a little bit uncomfortable is there's stretching involved, there's growth that's involved, and so um, we're asking kind of right from the get-go, this is gonna be an interactive time, um, just to step out in um, the discomfort and being vulnerable. Um, Most of the time when we ask questions, they're not gonna be rhetorical questions, so that awkward silence, let it sit for a while, embrace it, and then just speak up um, because this is a safe place. Um, It's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to be a safe place. Um, So as we step into leadership, we all have a certain framework in which we're working from. Um, So we want to make sure we're on the same page of the definition of what is a leader? What is leadership? So we're going to start off right now, not rhetorical question, so feel free to shout it out. Um, What are qualities that um, define a leader? What are some leadership qualities? Listening. Confidence. Compassion. There are four yeah. words in there. What? I heard compassion somewhere? Compassion, what else was there? Did somebody else say something? Heart to serve, servant hearted. Guidance. Guidance. Mm, yeah, understanding your audience, discerning. Momentum, Momentum and movement. Decisive. Yes. Facilitator. Knowledgeable. Knowledgeable. Good. Good. Yes. That's huge. Organized. I'm going to say one that was said last time. Boundaries. Somebody who sets boundaries. That's a good one. Spirit-driven. Mm-hmm. Flexible. Good. Transparent, teachable. Teachable. How are we doing, Mish? Going too fast? (laughs) She's keeping up. (laughs) Team player skillful, good. Look at that, super easy. All right, so these are some qualities. That took us just a short amount of time to throw this out there. (laughs) I know, Mish, how are you doing? Should I check your pulse, you good? So, looking at this framework, these are characteristics of a leader. Um, We then want to, we already opened our umbrella. Notice here, there is not a single title. Nobody said CEO, nobody said principal, nobody said any of that. Um, Often we think leadership is uh, just put in a box of a title. Um, but these are the characteristics of a leader. So we want to expand um, a definition. I didn't make this definition up, so don't think I'm super studious in creating this. This is from, um, yeah, I, uh, that Internet helps me out a ton. Um, this is from a book by J.W. McLean and William Weitzel. Uh, the definition of leadership they have is a person involved in a process in influencing and developing a group of people in order to accomplish a purpose by means of supernatural power. I'll say it again, a person involved in a process in influencing and developing a group of people in order to accomplish a purpose by means of supernatural power. So if we break this down into five, maybe you're sitting here and you're like, hmm, leadership, Am am I in that, am I a leader? Step one, a person, check. You all made it, Uh, involved in a process of influencing and developing people in order to accomplish a purpose, and this one's huge, by means of supernatural power. And what we mean by this is if we believe we are designed in the image of God It is through his spirit that we can even step into these leadership roles. We can even embrace these giftings. It's through his power that we can even do it. And so within the realm of leadership, we have to remember it's us involved in this process of developing, of influencing for a common purpose, but we can't do it without God. And it's the spirit-led process in which we step into. So as we have this definition and continue to bring up this word, Keep it in the realm of this very open umbrella. Leave it broad. Um, don't leave leadership down to a title. Just remember these qualities. And we figured it was fitting uh, as we step into this to look at who one of the greatest influencers, the greatest one in our lives, the leader that we can follow is Jesus. And is going to kind of extract that.
0: Uh, so following into that, if we think about Jesus as a leader, like, right, this is other of those not rhetorical questions. If you think Jesus as a leader, what are some of those qualities that Jesus displays in his leadership and how he does leadership? I'm sorry? Humility. Great one. Compassion. Servant. What was yours? Confidence. Yeah, lucky him. <laughs> I'm God, I got I got this. <laughs> Great communicator, absolutely. Consistent. Consistent, awesome. I'm sorry? Listener, definitely. Gentleness, discerning, patient, man, he's good. Purposeful, <laughs> Purposeful. awesome, very much so. Great one. We didn't have that last hour. That's good. Obedient. Passionate. Respectful. All right. Forgiving and challenging. Truthful. Truthful. Great word. And it makes this easy to count the list, doesn't he? <laughs> Is there anything else that comes to mind? Inspiring, definitely. Ooh, nice one. Do you guys hear that one? Unapologetic. Peaceful. When you think, I'm sorry, good humor, (laughs) sure. Mm, Nice one, that can go with communication too. It speaks to our level of understanding. uses great word pictures. I like word pictures, it makes it easy for me. I like very clear truth, that's really good for me too. We're talking about the time, of the time period when Jesus came to walk and live on earth, right? He came and people knew the Messiah was coming, knew the Savior was coming, and they kind of had a picture in their mind, right, of what they thought that person was going to look like. What were they expecting? A king, right? A military leader. Somebody to come in and demand, this is how it's going to go, this is how it's going to be, I'm going to change the world, drop the mic, we're done, right? Is that what we see in this list? No, Right? That's not what it is. And I think sometimes leadership does need that kind of forcefulness, that directness, that vision, that purpose kind of thing. And yes, he is the king of kings. And yes, he has the authority of power, but that wasn't that wasn't how he chose to do things. And we start thinking about our role as leaders and what that means and kind of grasping onto that, we have to go, okay, so how did Jesus do it? And ultimately that's really how we're choosing to live our lives, right? How did Jesus do it? Ultimately comes down to how do I be a disciple? Right? In student ministries, we kind of embrace this definition of being a disciple as someone who follows Jesus, learns from Jesus, and lives like Jesus. I want to do that in my life. And I want to do that same thing as a leader, right? I want to follow him and learn from him and live like him in how I lead other people. One of the things that we'll hope you'll begin to see and try to grasp this morning is the fact that as a disciple, we are disciple makers. Right? We're trying to get other people to understand who Jesus is and to follow him. Not necessarily follow us, but follow our example to be able to follow his example, right? So being a disciple, being a disciple maker makes us a leader. <laughs> right? So there's this piece of God's plan that's amazing in that there's this innate part of us that's been created to lead. And yet sometimes there's things that get in the way of that. Jesus was the best leader ever, us being in this room, us proclaiming his name, us worshiping him and glorifying him and all those things that we do, shows that his leadership was strategic and purposeful and did all the things that he was supposed to do through other people that he empowered to do things to get us to where we are today. And so as we start to look at leadership and our influence and the places that we're going to do that, that's the backdrop we get to dr- to come from. That's the place where we can almost go, oh, okay, well, maybe it's not... <laughs> It's scary, right, but it is, right, maybe it's not as hard, maybe it's not as difficult as all these different things could show it to be. So, Jess is going to take us into our next part.
1: So using that framework of, we started with the big umbrella of leader, and again, maybe some of you are walking in of, am I a leader, but if we believe that as disciples, we follow and we learn and we live like Jesus. We are also called to make disciples. So therefore, we are leaders. Um, And so we want to take some time to, again, not a rhetorical question, um, to talk about, for us in the room, what are our spheres of leadership? Um, Some of you were in Heidi's uh, seminar yesterday, and you may have written some of these down on your note card. um, But take some time right now, shout out, what are some spheres of leadership? Some places where maybe people are following you, Um, or you're being seen as a leader or even somewhere where you could see yourself stepping into leadership. Work. 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 Home, Home. yeah, family. Classroom, Classroom. good. Bible study. Worship. Worship. Facilitator. Facilitator. In the military, yeah, hmm, kids and their friends, and even their friends' parents, volunteer where you're serving, neighbors, neighbors yeah, yeah, just downtown in the streets, grandkids. Grocery store clerks, yeah. So real quickly we already have all these spheres coming to mind of these places where we're either given a title where we're a leader or we're seen as a leader because maybe the people following you call you mom Um, or you are in a place where you realize you have the ability to impact people. So as we started here, what makes a good leader? Easy for us to list things down. What made Jesus a good leader? Easy for us to list things down. Sphere of influence. Now we're going, remember how I said uncomfortable? We're gonna bring this inward. What makes you a leader? What qualities do you have? Getting very specific, potentially very uncomfortable. It's kind of this cross-cultural thing of like, wait, we're not supposed to talk about ourselves. Yeah, you are right here. We are together being empowered. So. There's some note cards or sticky notes um, on your table. Uh, Take a little bit to think. Use this list if you need to and write down very specific to yourself what are qualities of leadership that you have. Take a little bit of time to write this down. Uh, No, you can just write them on one little all on the same sticky note, all on the same card. Yeah, (laughs) just keep writing, start listing them. Feel free to use this list if you need it for help, um, but you aren't limited to just what's on the board. You can use whatever you want, Emmy. No, no, I'm that student too, so it's fine. Yeah, just preferably don't ride on the walls because I think we'll get in trouble for that. <laughs> All right, as I've seen just about everybody, I think everybody write at least one thing down. Here's where we turn the corner to the uncomfortable. Alright, so right now, um, at your tables, you're going to take this time, you can just pick one if you want to, one or two, and share with the people at your table what is a leadership quality that you see in yourself. Alright, just one if you want. If you have time, go ahead, go to two, three, however many. Uh, make sure everybody gets a turn. Ready? Oh, and if you don't know each other's names, you start there, that'll be a good place. Alright, ready? Go. All right, we're going to bring it back in up front. I love that you guys are willing to share and chat. So good. (laughs) Um, So now we're going to, again, follow through with this. So leaving it open for the brave and for the vulnerable right now. I heard all of you talking, so I know everybody has an answer. Is there anybody who wants to share what is a leadership quality you have? Yeah. Good. So leadership in in your choir with non-judgment and with just encouraging. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's big. Dependability. Good. Anyone else? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. Assume positive intent. Assume the best in people. Hmm. Yeah. Good. Not trying to fix the situation. Good. Not to fix a situation. That's great. Um, so, as we take this time, we were able to throw up this list pretty easily. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it's uncomfortable when you're like, oh, Wait, no, I can talk about others' leadership giftings, but to talk about myself and embrace that, sometimes that's a challenge for us. Um, And for me, a really big moment was uh, a couple years ago, I was in a class, and um, I'm gonna preface this with, uh, first I have, I'm what I call a type B exterior. You look at me, and this is called J. Mitch exterior. I'm chill, I'm go with the flow, this and that, and then you have my interior, which is Jessica, and Jessica is type A, and you will be on time, and we will have charts and lists and everything, and so I always have this conflicting of like, I want to be type B, go with the flow, but I am so type A at the same time, and so what does this look like, and so I was in a class, and we did the spiritual gifts test, and going into it, I was like, done this before, and I finish, and what happens? The gift of administration is skyrocketing. And I'm like, cool, I have the gift of type A, love it. Like, that's, that's my God-given gift. And so um, I was in that class, and honestly, like, because everybody's like, oh, these are my spiritual gifts. I'm like, I don't, gift of administration, woo, who wants that? And then walking away, I feel like God just convicted me and um, was like, Jessica, you are treating this like a personality trait instead of a god-given gift what would it look like for you to embrace this as a god-given gift and so we started processing and talking about how administration is much more than the details it's it's being visionary it's being able to get things done and so walking out i was like okay i'm, I'm gonna embrace it as a god-given gift uh, and in this process i realized It isn't normal, I found out, for people to, in their quiet times in their journal, write flow charts and like lists and stuff, because you look in my journal and it's like arrows and flow charts, and and, um, then from there I was able to receive that as a (laughs) God-given gift. I know, any charts people out there? Yes, yes, stand strong. No, I can't do that. Exactly. That's why we're a good team. Good team here. Um, So I walked away and realizing, okay, I'm going to embrace this as a God-given gift. And one of the charts I had was for our college ministry. And so I showed the college pastor and then he said, hey, come to the leadership. A- and it was like these doors started opening. And I call myself the accidental pastor because from this one thing of embracing the gift of m- administration, I then stepped into further leader, fur- further leadership um, to now being on staff. And that wouldn't have been my plan. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't take this as more than a personality trait, trait but instead embrace it as a God-given gift. So now we reach the point. We've recognized these giftings we have, we recognize we are a leader, so why aren't we stepping into it more? Why do we shy away? And I'll let Misha answer that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think this is the one that kind of came we said, here's what's in my hand. This is kind of where we're going to kind of deal with those. Like for Jess, with the example she just shared, if she lived all of her time here as the college pastor, is the accidental college pastor, and she spent all that time concentrated on that part of it, she wouldn't necessarily walk empowered and ready to go. It, was like it would be an excuse. Well, this is an accident. It just kind of happened. It was like, well, it's just kind of in the right place at the right time, and it's no big deal. No, she was the right person <laughs> at the right time to be in the role that she's in, and that it is not an accident. Um, and using all those gifts and things that she has, she's doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing right now. Yay. Um, for me, I had those same kind of things. If I think about what are those gifts and the things that I have there, I can type really fast. <laughs> I won't tell you how fast it makes people scared, but I can type really, really fast, and I can organize, and I can do event planning, and I am super relational, and I can communicate, and yet if my 7th grade teacher knew that I was standing up here with a microphone, they would be like in complete shock, because every speech I gave when I was in 7th grade was the worst in the class, and you would have thought there's no way. <laughs> Right? And I think about my early work history, and I was very much in that secretarial kind of role. I was very good at all those detail kind of things, and I was very good at answering the phone and using that relational gift, and I was very good at communicating to people through different ways that we communicated, through letters and newsletters and that kind of thing. I was able to pull together information to make things happen. I was able to create events and, you know, make those things go, but it was always in that support kind of place. And we came to a point where I was working in a ministry, in a ministry office, and there came this time where it was y- youth, uh, youth for Christ is very similar to Young Life, so um, society of having club leaders and different things like that, and so that was who I was working for. And it came to realize that there was a place where somebody was leaving as a club leader, and I knew the students that were there because I had volunteered um, with the ministry some, and I was like, I really feel like I'm supposed to be the club leader. And so I contacted the, you know, the director, and I was like, I really feel like maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and he was like, Man, you were so good <laughs> at organizing and getting things together. And I think that's great in the office setting. I think that's a great place for you to be. So let's let's keep you in that place for now and whatever. And I was like, but I really feel like you know, I can have all these gifts. And so even though I had all these gifts where now in my place of leadership, I see that I use all of those. At that point in time, I was seen kind of in in this kind of box, right? Because those all seem like that's a good secretary, that's a good support staff, that's a good whatever. And and if we're honest, there's not a lot of student ministry people who are super organized, <laughs> and, and, and that's not something that we're necessarily known for. But if I had kept myself just in that, OK, well, I'll be a secretary. Not that that's a bad thing. Like, I love that piece of it. It allows me to work great with our administrative assistant, ministry assistant, because I know her world, and we work together on that, we think on that level together, and we make a great team on those things. Um, but I knew that God was, was calling me to something different and calling me to something that was going to stretch me in a different way. I love being in that support role and using those gifts that way. But God was like, you know what? You're ready for something different. So he was calling me into ministry. I think there's things, whether it's personal insecurities, kind of like we've both shared about those personal insecurities. There could be cultural things that have been said to us or we've experienced. There could be situational things where people said, you're not the right person for whatever reason. We have to go, what do we do with that? Like, what's holding us back? Am I holding me back? Is the situation holding me back? Is culture holding me back, keeping me from either stepping into a leadership position or more fully embracing a place where I'm in leadership? And so that's what I want you to stretch right now and think about. You've already got those things spinning in your mind, right? But I want you to write down on a sticky note or on a note card or in your notebook or journal or whatever, like what are the things right now that come to mind of these are the things that are holding me back from truly embracing leadership and whatever that's looking like in your world right now or potentially what God's calling you to. Uh, will you guys take a few minutes and just share that at your table? Like, here's the things that are holding me back, and just be honest and vulnerable with one another about what those things are. Thanks. Thanks. All right, I, I'd love for us to share some of those out loud because my bet is that across the room there's going to be a lot of similarities. But what is what are some of the things? Oh, we'll say collective. What are some of the things that are holding us back from really embracing leadership? Fear. Fear of what? Of intimidation. Okay. Time for sure. What else? What level of support do you have? A lack of support, okay. What was this one over here, sorry. Feeling inadequate, inadequate, for sure. Insecurity, live there. Stress, the stress of, do I do this or not do this and the stress that comes with it? Both of those, for sure. What else, what else is standing in our way? Uncertainty, uncertainty Uncertainty of? Okay, sure. Yeah, what What is the role? There's kind of an unknown, so definitely, for sure. Right, there's a spiritual struggle to that, right? We spent some time in the last one talking about, like, I feel like I'm in the sense of gotta, I've just got to listen some more, right? And I feel a lot of times, like, it's like I know I'm supposed to lead, and we want to just kind of jump right into whatever that is, and just, if I could just, that's one of my things I've always said. If there was just that billboard out there that would say, do this, do that, do this, do that, and when you turn the corner, you're going to be there, I'd be fine. I'm like, OK. I'll just keep going until I get there. And it's not like that, right? And it's so hard to have that yearning, that desire inside, and not necessarily know what that next thing is. For some of us, we know what that thing is, whether we're in it or God's calling us to it. And so there's tension in that, too, of do I take that leap of faith? But either way, there's that that tension of what's next. Anything else? Yeah? Mm. Anybody else? Anybody else? (laughs) Yeah? Okay. (laughs) It's not just you. Absolutely. To know when's the right time to do those things. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that somewhere. I heard that. Thank you, Stephanie Husk. Right? Absolutely. Even perception. I think just that fear of perception of what people will think if I step into that or I do that, what could that look like? For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say in all those years that I was support, I was leading a team of people that was making things happen, and I didn't see it like that. So there's absolutely, because some people are like, there's no way I could be up front holding a microphone. There's no way I'm going to tell you out loud what it is that I'm asking, but at my table? I was very honest at my table, and I could tell, and I could encourage and do whatever. So we're all different that way. So what's the venue? What's the aspect, the way that God's going to pull out leadership in us? Good. Anything else? Yeah? OK. OK. Beliefs about ourselves. Does anyone else do that? You know, believe things, self-talk. We talked about that a lot this weekend, right? How we talk are the things that we say to ourselves is true, right? One of the verses that I love that someone um, shared with me early on, um, really in leadership and understanding my life and how I live my life, was 2 Timothy verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 7. And it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, <laughs> right? You just think, like, let's just stop there. Like, think about the things that are on our thing. I'm nervous if someone's gonna think this about me. Fear was like across the board, right? Fear, 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 okay. So it says here that God doesn't give us that. (laughs) It's so easy, it's so much easier to stay there, right? But that, that's not a God thing, right? So what is it that God gives us instead? God doesn't give us a spirit of fear and timidity, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Imagine slipping into leadership where we embrace those things instead. God has designed me for this. God has made me to where I'm going to step out and use my voice, and somebody makes me as a bossy, but it's this, this voice needs to get out there. And if I don't use my voice in this, then that opinion isn't going to be heard or this isn't going to happen. God needs somebody who's going to step up and say, this needs to get organized. Somebody's got to take control and like, make this happen, and so I'm going to step in and do that. Right? Does it mean we do it right all the time? No. But there's this ability of saying that God has wired me in such a way that he wants to impact the world around me That he wants to transform people around me and he wants to use me as part of his plan to do that. So, why don't I do that? When we look at Jesus as a leader, right, we think about how he did that. He knew who he was, he knew whose he was, and he operated out of that place every single time. He knew what his purpose was, he knew what his call was that he had to do that. And he was unwavering in doing it. But even when you look at Jesus' leadership style, there were times where he was quiet, there were times where he chose not to say a word but maybe did something else lead. And there were times where he stood up boldly and said different things or sacrificed in order to meet that overall goal. And so for us, we have to go, how can I continue to follow that frame of leadership? How can I not live in that place of things that aren't from him, (laughs) but allow the spirit to work and move inside of me in such a way that I'm changed and people are changed really ultimately by him? (laughs) not by me just because I'm surrendered and surrendering myself to what he wants to use me for.
1: So with that we wanted to make sure to create some space to reflect, to process, to lean in and to listen. Um, And as we've kind of walked through this of of recognizing um, as disciples of Jesus we are in a role of leadership and there's these qualities that maybe we desire or we see in ourselves that um, we have an opportunity to either lean in or to lean out and so we want to take this time to ask and respond to three different questions um i'll share them don't worry about writing them down they will be on these post-its as well um so you'll see them there uh these questions are So first one is following up with that. As a leader, I will no longer be held back by dot, dot, dot. Some of it might be those things on the board or what you wrote down earlier. As a leader, I will no longer be held back by. Next question is my leadership quality that I want God to nurture is dot, dot, dot. Reminding that God does the inner work of us. And the last one, I want you to think about this one in the framework of remove all all blocks that might be in the way. Let's say you have unlimited resources. If you can actually let yourself dream for a second and believe you can be who God's called you to be and you can do things that are beyond what you think. Next step, God is asking me to blank. This could be a literal step into a leadership role or embracing something of who you are, whatever that may be. What's the next step God is asking of you? So here's where those sticky notes and Sharpies come into play on me. So uh, there's Sharpies on the table and some sticky notes. Um, What you're going to do for each of these, so you'll have three sticky notes. You'll write it down your response for this one here the middle one, and then over there. Take a sharpie, write it on here. We'll give you a little time to think this through, but most of these you've probably already written down at some point in the last hour. Um, And then together as a response we're gonna get up and just kinda place them in the spots in which we see. Alright, so a little bit of time to think about it. Whenever you're ready, um, have these filled out, you can go ahead and stick them up on the board. Make sense? Yep, go ahead and place them when you're ready. So, now, um, next step, we just want to take this time to do this together. So, go ahead and turn to somebody next to you, and we're just going to step into time just to pray for each other. Um, so, just share it might just be one little word of um, can you just pray into that all? No longer uh, be held back by fear or my next step is to step up. Um, just share something short with them to pray, and then just dive right into praying for each other, and then we'll wrap it up. Ready, go. Uh, you can pray however you want. Twos, fours, whatever is easiest.
0: So, God, thank you so much for how you have wired each and every one of us. Thanks for the cool and unique capabilities we have, insights we have, quirks we have, the things that you've ingrained in each and every one of us that are part of being your disciple, part of being your child, and are part of being a leader. And how do weave all those things together in such extraordinary ways that when we really step back and look at it, even close to your vantage point, that we see how you are at work in each and every one of us. And we pray that you would be at work through each and every one of us through these spheres of leadership and influence that we have. There's a verse that, that we've heard over and over again this weekend of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Lord, and I pray that that would be true for each of us, that we would walk in the truth of that, that we would understand that we are your masterpiece, that you've created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do these good things that you've planned so long ago for us to do. Could that be inspiring, (laughs) encouraging, prodding, empowering to us to know that you have planned these things and what a joy it is to get to join you in them and glorify you because of it. So thanks for this time together. Um, Continue to speak to us and change us. In Jesus' name I pray.